Hello and welcome to Parenting Grit Podcast, faith-filled real talk about family life, the ups, the downs and everything in the middle. Genevieve and Derek Hayes here. Hi everybody. Hello and welcome to episode four of season three, Transition to Toddlerhood, part two. So for all of you who have listened to the previous podcast, you'd know that Genevieve had a fantastic conversation with Mandy Richardson yeah, that's good. around the development of toddlers in, our, in the last episode. And if you haven't listened to it, we really encourage you and recommend that you do. Mandy had some fantastic ideas and some very rich wisdom mm. to share with us all there. Yeah. So I really recommend that. Toddlerhood sure can be a, sh- a wild ride. And we have survived the toddler years three times over. And even though it's a while ago for us now, some of the struggles and the things that we had to learn in the toddler season of parenting are still very fresh in our memories. They sure are. So today we have three key areas to talk about for parents who have children who are transitioning into hot toddlerhood. So honey, why don't you kick us off with the first idea? Sure will. So the first point is have a game plan. A game plan is a good yes. idea. So up to this point, you might have had a baby and you might have gotten away with perhaps not having much of a game plan. You might have instituted a bit of a routine, which would be awesome. But, you know, they're not really on the move and you've probably got total control yep. over what's going on yep. pretty much. But toddlers, they bring us curveballs. So they certainly do. toddler years is a good time to get a game plan happening. So a couple of things about what a game plan might look like. One is um, setting your family culture, deciding what you want your family to be like and the flavour there. And Derek and I have explored that extensively in season one, in episodes one and two of how we establish that and what that can look like. And establishing the things that are important to you as a family and the things you will and won't accept and and move forward with. Yep. Decide who you are as the Hayes family or the such and such family. Yep. And the second part of having a game plan is your style of parenting. So every parent, whether we want to or not, actually will probably swing from moments of very strictly controlling authoritarian, saying things like, because I'm your mum, uh, to completely permissive, sure, you can finish off that packet of lollies, I just don't care, I'm too tired, self-centred, child-centred kind of parenting. But there's actually a sweet spot in between those that is parent-directed style of parenting and it can bring real harmony to your home. So authoritarian styles of parenting can cause frustration, lead to parents being exhausted and be very legalistic, which can damage our connection with our kids. Yep, certainly can. And we really don't want that. But on the other hand, child-centred parenting can come very close to idolatry Wow. Which sounds harsh, yeah. but you know we can, if we're not careful, really worship our children and be so thankful that we have them and so preoccupied with them that we let them lead, and that leads to very self-centered children, and none of that is biblical. Yeah, so we exactly. want to avoid all of those. Totally, it's interesting because Genevieve and I we came from very different parenting backgrounds. Yeah. So for Genevieve, she came from probably the more authoritarian side of things. And her parents weren't doing anything wrong, but that's just that was their their temperament, that was their personalities, and so that's the sort of environment that Genevieve grew up in. Mm. Me, on the other hand, and maybe this is evidence for those of you who know us, that, <laughs> um, I came from a, a much more permissive side of parenting, and also allowed allowed me a lot of freedoms at a very young age, and mm. there was a lot of reasons for that in my growing up years. 
Um, but Genevieve and I came from quite different backgrounds. Yeah. And so when we had kids transitioning into toddlerhood and there was that need to um, set some boundaries around that and how we're going to parent, it took us a little while to find our mojo in all of this because yeah. we came from different sides of the fence to some degree and I was more willing to let the kids be a little bit more free in everything they were doing and Genevieve not so much and so we had to find some common ground. So I think that's really important mm-hmm. that you – coming back to the game plan is – agreeing on what the game plan is and then no matter what your family of origin look like agreeing that as the our our family Genevieve Mm. and I that we were committed to the same game plan yeah and that brings me to my final point about the game plan is to be on the same page because parenting really is a team sport so getting on the same page around styles of parenting yeah, acknowledging that perhaps you have come from different uh, families of origin or that you have just personality preferences as to how to, to parent and discussing and compromising and, and figuring out what style is going to work for you both. Yep. And in that, making sure that we preserve the priority of our marriage, that yes, kids important. come along and they are a welcome member of our family and don't sort of arrive and divide. And, uh, you know, that might look like we agree in front of our children, we back each other up, and even if we don't necessarily agree, we have those conversations privately afterwards. How can we do things better um, for the next time? But we don't do that in front of the kids because we don't want our children playing one parent off against the other. Yeah, and so for all you dads out there, I think it's really important that you do have those times when you in private you are talking with your spouse about your parenting style and one of the reasons for that is that you you get to understand what's going on in the day like in our circumstance Genevieve was home with the kids and I was at work and so I wasn't there during the day for a lot of a lot of things that went down yeah so understanding our parenting style as an overarching game plan but also then understanding the nuances of the day in those conversations really helped with us staying on the same page and I never wanted to be the dad who was the pushover Pete <laughs> and you know mum's away kids are going to play and dad's going to let us get away with everything. I, and I probably fell into that in the early years, but quickly realised that that wasn't going to go well and it is quite exhausting to go that way. And so understanding what had gone on and the things that were probably the struggles of the week and staying on the same page on a regular basis was really important for yeah. me because I didn't. I never wanted to be that dad who the kids knew they could come to me and get away with anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you need it to be a united front. And and it's not a united front to squash all fun and all no. exploration. <laughs> it's about setting the same standard. Yeah. And so I think that's really important for dads to make sure that you're engaged to that level. Mm. Yeah. So, honey, that's really great. What about uh, our next point? Our next point is to know our roles. So one of the things that Very Mandy good. explored really well last episode was um, the development of toddlers and that really the toddler's role is to grow and learn, to develop skills like physical skills like growing, crawling, yep. walking, climbing. Fun times. And they grow in their understanding, they grow in their language. There's so much going on for them. And this happens by them exploring their world and learning their place in it and really does happen quite naturally. But our role is to be the grown-up. I know, and sometimes that doesn't feel natural at no, all. No, <laughs> sometimes we really don't want to be that. No, pretty much if we're tired and we've had enough, we might be feeling like throwing our own little tantrum. But to understand that our role is a privilege, that we get to be the trainer of our children and that we get to bring um, authority and structure and consistency to how our toddlers grow and learn. 
we get to set the standards and the routines. We decide what we allow and disallow. For example, your toddler's repertoire will include whinging and yelling at some point. And every every toddler's going to do those things. But we choose to allow whether or not that is allowable in our home. So for us, uh, before our children had fully de- developed language, we taught them to sign certain things. Yep, so we did. things like please and thank you or more or all done. So that particularly around food and that mealtime space, which can be tricky with toddlers, instead of just whinging or complaining in that sort of whiny tone and being frustrated because they couldn't communicate with us, mm. we gave them some tools to yeah. communicate certain things. And that, that really did make mealtimes a whole lot more peaceful. Absolutely. And we were able then to help them not to whinge. And that in teaching our kids to sign all done, for instance, prevented any frustration to the point where, you know, any of our kids felt like it would be appropriate to swipe their plate off of the mm. high chair tray table onto the floor because they are done. That, yep. That's not the signal we want to be have had sent. So we taught them different ways of communicating that. Yeah. And we also got to model to our children a quiet voice and where a quiet voice is appropriate and where a loud voice is appropriate. So it's a privilege as a parent to do those things and mm. to, to get alongside them and, and to just not allow yelling in the house yep. or in the car where it can be a massive distraction when you're trying to drive safely. <laughs> but to say, hey, we're going to use our quiet voices here and to, yep. to model what that quiet voice sounds like and looks like. And sometimes it's okay to... You know, kids get into the car, you, you know, you've been somewhere, it's been fun, they're excited, they're, they're hyped up a little mm. bit. So it's okay to let, you know, that burn itself out for a few minutes in the car and then say, okay, I'm driving now, so let, why don't we quieten down and, and continue the, the journey in a more quiet manner. But allowing them, obviously, some time to um, be excited about yeah. whatever that's gone down. I used to have three kids get in the car after school and they were obviously a bit older by then and not toddlers. But, you know, I felt like I needed a ticket system because they all wanted to tell mum their story straight away. Mm. So instead of starting the car and driving in that time, I'd just sit in the car for a couple of minutes and, and let that ebb and flow. And, uh, yeah, then it was easier to drive quietly yeah, and to insist on that, that quiet, beautiful space. So another thing we get to do as parents is to look forward Um, Obviously, our toddlers are very much in their moment. That's their role. But we get to see the future down the track and and to project forward. So if our toddlers are exhibiting behaviours that we don't like um, or we don't want in the future, it's way easier for us to train them now than retrain them later. And it might be adorably cute for our child to do something at the moment but would we want our five-year-old also doing that? Yeah, maybe not. So we're better off doing training in the, the front end yep. rather than having to lasso them back in later on. Yeah, and we certainly had that question going through our heads on a repeat loop as our kids were toddlers, and that was, you know, is this going to be cute when they're five or is this going to be cute when they're ten if we let this behaviour continue? Mm. And so invariably that question popped into our heads when it was quite obvious that the answer was no, and so then we would get a game plan back on track, yeah. combined effort to make sure that we were parenting appropriately around that behaviour. Mm. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good point, hun. So we just do. We just need to know that we are the grown-ups, that we're bringing yep. all of those things to the table of our family. Great point. So what about point number three, hun? Point number three. I reckon this one is probably the most important one for the future of your children, yes. and that is that character is key. Yeah. 
character is great. Yeah. Yep. So when we're in the trenches with toddlers, we're probably focused more on behaviour and on the immediate feeding and whatever needs of our children. But this is the time to actually start character development as well. So we all want our children to grow to be people of good character. And as Christians, we want to grow in having the fruit of the Spirit in our lives as parents, and we want to see that in our children as well. And this can start in these toddler years. And what I learned, or what we learned, is that self-control is actually a really foundational fruit of the Spirit. And it is for all of us. And we can start to teach this to our toddlers. Because from self-control, we learn how to be kind to others, take turns. We learn how to be honest instead of perhaps lying for our own gain. We learn gentleness and how to control our strength. We learn patience and generosity. So on the foundation of self-control, we can build some really beautiful character into, into our kids. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the best parenting analogy in this area that we learned came from the Babywise idea of parenting inside the funnel. So I'll put a link to Babywise up on the Facebook page so people can have a look at that. Because it just it made so much sense. So the idea here is that we parent in the shape of a funnel. So the funnel's narrow at the bottom and wide at the top if we're using a funnel. And it's really easy for us to accidentally or just unintentionally parent the opposite way. When our kids are little and cute, we can just give them all the freedoms in the world and think that that's a great idea and then we, they start to move around our house and touch things we don't want them to and we have to restrict them or they grow into you know, tweens and teens and want to go out and we're suddenly having to pull all their freedoms back in we, for their yep. own safety and whatever. And that's, that's really exhausting yes. and it's confusing because the kids have had all these freedoms and, and, they're, they don't. Yeah, and they feel like you're just being so mean, mum. Yes. So if you parent the other way where we start with the narrow end of the funnel and we allow our kids to have a very narrow portion of freedom of choice and liberties in how they can speak to us, etc., and we, we keep that tight while yes. we teach them self-control. That's great. And then as they grow in self-control and maturity – we can allow them the privilege yep. of growing into greater freedoms. And if you think about it, a baby, for example, doesn't choose what it eats. And when we put our baby to play, it's usually in a playpen, quite contained, because they're young. That's right. And then a toddler is guided with exploring foods by the parent and gets to express some preferences. And they're allowed to play in the backyard. So they get a bit more freedom because they've grown a little bit. And then as our children grow even further, they get to the point where they're, you know, say riding their bikes around the neighbourhood because they've learnt responsibility, they've learnt road rules, they've learnt what time to come home and all those sorts of things. And they might get the opportunity to choose to eat out at a restaurant because they've grown yep. and they've got that level of maturity. Maturity to do it. Yeah, yeah and self-control. They know how to behave appropriately in those spaces. And I must say it worked quite well um, for us to recognise that. And we very clearly could see sometimes if we were parenting outside the funnel where we'd given our kid too much freedom, the wheels... Things started to go a yeah, little right. <laughs> they did. And, and we realised, oh, you don't actually have the maturity and self-control for that yet, so we'll just, just bring that back in. So it's not necessarily a smooth, linear process, yes. but it was a beautiful way to guide our children to have self-control. So when we gave our kids too much freedom that was greater than our child's self-control, it did lead to confusion yep. and a bit of chaos. 
But on the flip side, we don't want to be legalistic and we don't want to give our children less freedom than they've got the self-control for because that will just lead to them feeling frustrated yep. and ultimately rebellion. Correct, yep. So it's about balancing our child's freedoms with their level of self-control and maturity and that is going to bring some beautiful peace to our family and give us a lovely foundation to train our children to have other forms of character, other fruit of the spirit grow in their hearts and in their lives. Awesome stuff. So they're really three really great points, honey, and when it comes to parenting our toddlers. So have a game plan, parents. Know your roles and developing character. Character is key. So thank you very much for joining us today on Parenting Grit Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you in your parenting and your and parenting of your toddlers. And we look forward to being back with you next month. In the meantime, have fun parenting. <laughs>